Hi, welcome to Lambert Park Church. Our vision is life with God for the world. Our mission is to invite everyone to follow Jesus with us through redemptive community, intentional discipleship, and everyday mission. We're so glad you're here. Stay tuned for the podcast coming right up. Well, I do want to just say again, welcome. I know some of you are guests with us. Uh, maybe it's your first time or the first time in a long time. Maybe long time in like ages or like COVID long time. First time back with us. And if that's you, um, old friends, family visiting, family of family. Yay. Glad to be together today. Um, as I'm sure you are well aware, if you don't, how could you be here? We are here because not simply to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we are here today because of the resurrection of Jesus. I want us to start there. We are here today because of the resurrection of Jesus. For if not for the resurrection, if not for what this day represents for us and all that it means, if not for the resurrection of Jesus, we would know little to nothing of Jesus, right? We would not be here. None of us would be Christians. If not for the resurrection of Jesus, so many of our lives would be dramatically, if not unrecognizably different. Because if Jesus had not been raised from the dead, resurrected to glorious, unending life, then everything he taught would likely have been forgotten in history or simply locked away in books that only a few PhDs would study. At best, he'd be a fond memory, like we think of St. Nicholas or someone else. Maybe a wishful memory, but possibly not even that. Possibly Jesus would have been completely forgotten to history as so many others who have taken the stage for three years have lost, forgotten. But he hasn't been forgotten, has he? And his life and example and teaching have not been lost, unlike so much else, just the opposite. Jesus' impact continues to be felt, seen, experienced in the lives of countless women and men all across the world today in the places and spheres where Jesus Jesus' followers live and serve in every age. Why? Because Jesus' life did not end at the cross, right? Jesus' life did not end on Good Friday. If it did, we wouldn't call it Good Friday. Just be Friday, right? But it's not. Because as the Bible declares and so many of our lives attest, on the third day, three days after Jesus was put to death on a cross, Something happened. Something happened that has and continues to be felt across the world. Something happened that has and continues to breathe life into people, change the trajectory of people's lives. And that something that happened was that Jesus, the one who died on the cross, was raised to life again by the power of God, raised to resurrection life, glorious unending life, and it is this one fact, this fundamental reality that above all else 
sets the Christian movement apart from every other messianic movement that's ever existed because Jesus is not dead. Yes, he died. He most certainly died on the cross. But on the third day, as Jesus himself had promised, God raised him from the dead. And because of this, the gospel still has power to save women and men. The gospel still has power to save today those who call out to Jesus because Jesus is not just a memory, just a set of teachings. He is a living presence at work in our world. This is why we're here today. Not because it's Sunday. Not because Maury and Matt were getting baptized, though I'd probably show up for that, though it'd be really weird if they were getting baptized to a dead guy. But we're here because Jesus, who died on the cross, lives today and reigns as Lord over all and Savior for all, which is why Matt and Maury got baptized, right? It flows that way. The resurrection is the center. The resurrection of Jesus is the source of all else. And because of the reality of Jesus' resurrection, we, too, can live. This is the incredible news of Easter, that, that Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection life can mean life for us today, right? God did not simply raise Jesus from the dead so that we would 2,000 years know it or believe it even, but that through the grace of faith, we ourselves would come to experience a new life in Jesus, the living one. So often I hear people talk about our faith or their faith, my faith, growing in my faith, sharing our faith, taking a season to explore my faith, wanting to live out our faith. We use this language as though faith is fundamentally ours, something we have, and you don't get the touch, maybe, <laughs> something we have or want to have or no longer have or want to explore, but faith in Jesus is not first and foremost something we have. First and foremost, faith in Jesus is something that makes us his. Do you hear that? Faith in Jesus isn't first and foremost something we have. Faith in Jesus is something that first and foremost makes us his, that draws us by grace into a living union with the living Jesus. As Paul says again and again in Romans 6 and elsewhere, we are baptized into Christ, into Christ, into a living, life-giving, sin-destroying, life-giving union with Jesus himself. I think often we have thought, we've heard, imagine the gospel as like a vending machine. We put in our faith and we receive something from Jesus. We put it in, we get something, forgiveness, Rescue from eternal judgment, which is true and good news for every one of us that we need today and forever, and yet there's something fundamentally flawed about this version of the gospel, this, this vending machine version of the gospel, because it leaves us still standing outside, untouched, maybe forgiven, but on our own, untouched. But the gospel we hear in Scripture the gospel we encounter in Jesus 
offers us so much more than this, means so much more than this, so much more that we truly need. It ushers us into a living union with the living Jesus. We are baptized into Christ. As one of my theology professors in seminary used to say, you cannot get closer than in. Through faith, through the grace of faith, we are baptized into Christ, brought into a living union with the living Jesus. That was not a pause for effect. Just needed it. <laughs> Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, challenging their faulty grasp of the gospel. Paul writes, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through faith, through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I'll admit, Paul, the Apostle Paul, loved a long sentence with lots of additional things. There's a complexity here. But at the heart of it, the Apostle Paul is simply saying, boldly saying, that when we bow in faith to Jesus, a faith proclaimed in baptism, something dramatic and life-altering happens to us. Sometimes quietly. Sometimes unseen to us and to others, but life-altering nonetheless. Paul tells us that when we bow in faith to Jesus, something happens to us. We are united together with Christ. We don't just receive something from the vending machine and stand out here. We are brought into a vital union with the living Jesus. And this union with Jesus means not simply that we are united with the crucified and risen one, but that we are united with him in his, in his death and resurrection. That's what Paul says. And even more than this, that through our union with Jesus, we have died with him to our old life of sin. Paul says a few verses later, Romans 6, verse 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him. Do you hear that? When we come in faith at the gospel, we put our faith in Christ, we are brought into a living union with him. So much so that not only are we brought into union with him who has died, but we have died with him. We've been taken down into the grave with Jesus. Our old life of sin has died with him. And, he says, we have been raised up with him, raised to live a new life in him. Here again, Paul's words in Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Referring to Jesus' death and resurrection, a few verses later, verse 10, Paul says, the death, he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God, and in grace through faith, we have been united with him. We have died with him. We have been raised up with him. Raised to live a new life now in him and with him and by him and for him. The Apostle Paul famously declares in Galatians 2.20, some of us have it memorized, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
The Christian faith, the call is not, hey, friends, go try to be the best Christian. Even go to the early service at Mount Doug at 9. Simon, that's not a critique of you. The Christian call is not, friends, go try to be better. Go try to be like Jesus today. It's come to me. I have died. I have died for you. I've taken your sin, your rebellion, or your idolatry to the grave that it might die with me. And I have been raised up that you might be raised up into a new life. And let me now live in you, Jesus says. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Friends, this is the gospel of Easter. The reality of Jesus' resurrection open to all of us. The gospel, the good news that faith in Jesus means life. Death to sin in our old ways and life unto God in Christ. Life in the good, beautiful, holy, redeeming ways of Jesus, which is good news, is it not? To every person who feels today something of the brokenness of the world and the sinfulness of your own life and heart, thank God that Jesus is more than a vending machine savior who dispenses forgiveness and maybe throws in some chips with it, right? But otherwise leaves us as we are, still standing on the outside, with, yes, our faith in Jesus over there, but still standing on the outside, untouched with some cheap mantra in our ears to do our best and do better this time and be kind to yourself, which is good counsel. But we need more than good counsel, don't we? We need to be rescued. We need to be rescued. And we know it. Many of us feel it today. We felt it this week. We felt it last night. As we listen to the news, as we pay attention to the news in us, in our own soul, our hearts, our thoughts, our desires, our habits. We know that we need to be rescued, to be rescued from the power of sin, this bentness in us, in our hearts, thoughts, desires, and ways that no matter how hard we try to suppress for a while, bursts forth and leads us astray, continues to derail us, to turn us inward, in on ourselves, and away from others, and leads us in ways that are destructive and alienating, that ruin our relationships, that wither our souls. And in these moments of honesty, we feel and we know that no amount of good advice will make the difference. What we need is a radical change for something in us to die and for a new life to take hold. And friends, this is the gospel. This is the grace of the living Jesus. This is what Jesus offers us. This is why Jesus died on the cross and was raised for us. That through the grace of faith, we, you and I, every one of us, would be forgiven and reconciled to God, brought into a living union with the living saving Jesus, baptized into Christ, united with him in his death and resurrection, our sin taken into his grave on the cross, buried with him, our lives raised up with him to live a new life. This is why we practice baptism by immersion, as Maury commented. 
why Matthew and Maury were immersed, plunged. And, and Matt's tall, so that like took some extra dipping. I was, I was cognizant, Matt. Where are you? Where are you? I was like, I was like okay, I got to keep going. Oh, he's taller than me. Got a, like a wide lunge here all the way down. That's why we practice baptism by immersion. Not that it's necessarily any holier than any other version. It does seem to be the most common practice in the New Testament. The Greek word baptize seems to mean plunge, dip, immerse. But, but more than that, it seems to most fully picture or dramatize what Paul says happens to every one of us when we come in faith to Jesus. We are taken down into his grave. We are raised up to new life. We are united with Christ in his death and resurrection. So friends, if you know today that you need more than an Easter Sunday service, a dose of religion for the year, but what you need is truly the sin-destroying, life-renewing rescue of Jesus, then come in faith with us today. Women and men who, like Maury said, still find ourselves with holes, cracks, and crevices. Those things don't go away, not this side of, of the grave, the resurrection, the ultimate resurrection, but in whom God's life, cracked vessels that we are, shines forth, his grace that sustains us and makes us new and bit by bit or epic moment by epic moment leads us into a path of learning to live dead to sin and alive in Christ. Friends, if you know today that you need the sin-destroying life-renewing rescue of Jesus, then come with us to Christ today. Come receive the grace of Jesus himself today. Not just forgiveness of your sin, not just hope for heaven, but Jesus himself. And if, like me, you were plunged in those baptismal waters a long time ago, and maybe today you feel a bit dry, and here again, the grace of the waves of the gospel, the grace that you have been united with Christ, that you have been baptized into his death, that your old life of sin was crucified with him so that life, sin would no longer be your master and you have been raised up with Christ that you might live in him today. To which you might say inwardly right now, but I've tried and I can't, which is true. You can't and neither can I, but Jesus can. And he is alive and Lord and present and at work in love, seeking you, seeking to reclaim and renew all that you are in him, to teach you the ways of leaving behind what has caused you and others death and to lead you into his life-giving ways. So today he invites you to take his hand, maybe. Take his hand and let the grace of the gospel today immerse you again, teach you, let him teach you to follow how to live dead to sin and alive to God because this is what he does. This is what he's always done. It's not about finding the perfect church that knows how to do it perfect. It's about Jesus, who knows how to make disciples, who knows how to make dead things live. And so today, the invitation is the same for all of us on this Easter Sunday, because Jesus is alive. The gospel can mean life 
for you and for me today and every day. So come. Come to Jesus in faith today. Come in faith to Jesus, the living one, that you might live. Do you need that today? Let's pray together. Let's be still. Let's bow before God. Not me, but Jesus. And I want to invite you today, if maybe for the first time, maybe with a fresh awareness, your heart is saying, I need this. I don't understand it all. I don't know where it all will lead, but I need this. I need my sin to be taken to the grave, and I need the life of God to come and live in me. So if that's you right now, I just want to invite you to respond to God. Hearing, recognizing your heart, responding. If, if you sense that this is your heart's response, know that the Spirit is at work in you, the Spirit is awakening you, and you... The invitation is to say yes, to confess, Jesus, I need you. I confess to you my sin. I have sought life apart from you. I ask, Lord, for your forgiveness. That your cross would mean my sin being taken to the grave. And your resurrection life would raise me up. And others of us today, if we know we're in Christ, but we, are, we have not dripped with the waters of baptism in a long time, the waters of faith in a long time, hear the invitation of Jesus, and I encourage you, speak out your heart's response. Come back and say yes today. Come back and say, Lord, forgive me for seeking to stand on the outside and, and live my own life or do my best apart from you. But open your hand in faith to Jesus and confession and repentance and faith and let him lead you today to life in Jesus.